0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Obias. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. Is it too early to worry about your favorite ACC basketball team? Is Tom Brady officially done after yesterday? And the Carolina Panthers, oh, you thought, You thought you could ignore them? Oh, no, 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 no. They have decided to make things interesting with four weeks left in the regular season. Let's log on to the internet, shall we? It's brought to you by GEICO. you got a choice of ways that you can save on car insurance. Call 1-800-947-AUTO, go online at GEICO.com, or stop by the GEICO office nearest you. Let's get it.
1: Texas men's basketball coach Chris Beard was arrested Monday morning on a felony domestic violence charge. Beard was charged by the Austin police and booked at 4:18 in the morning mm. on a third degree charge of assault of a family household member impede breath circulation or strangulation. He was released this afternoon at 2:44 local time. His bail has been set at $10,000. The Longhorns are supposed to play tonight. No word yet from Texas about whether Beard will be their coach. Tonight or going forward, do you have a statement from Beard's attorney, according to ESPN and the Austin American Statesman? Beard's attorney says Beard is 100% innocent of these charges. If this was a player, would they be playing tonight?
0: No. Okay. They would not be playing tonight.
1: Would they still be on the team? Uh, That remains to be
0: seen. Uh, I do felony. F- this is a felony. A felony. A domestic felony. violence charge. This is not. Yeah. I I think the, the the whether or not the player would still be on the team is nebulous, given how certain. It also it depends on the player. Those types of things, as we know in sports, your stature as a player determines what kind of punishment they're going to do. Um, you know, are, are you are you on the depth chart? Are you on the scout team? Are you a star player? All that stuff factors into how they'll go about doling out punishment. With, when it comes to these types of things, and we've learned this lesson plenty of times, let's see where this goes before making any comments. But I can't imagine that Chris Beard is going to be coach in Texas tonight. Next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. If you're on social media at all today, you will see a collection of college football coaches and NFL coaches uh, sending essentially prayers to Mississippi State football coach Mike Leach. He remains hospitalized and in critical condition, according to the school. He suffered what was called a personal health issue. There's various reports as to what it might actually be, everything from, I mean, you start dealing into speculation, but some of the reports indicate that he's been moved to hospice care. He is not in good condition. According to the Clarion Ledger, he had a massive heart attack. Again, he's in his third season with the Bulldogs. And the way that people are reacting to this so far online would indicate that the news from Mike Leach is not good. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on that. Next up.
1: Well, North Carolina got their act back together with a 75 59 win over Georgia Tech on Saturday at Tar Heels and that four game losing streak. Meanwhile, NC State still looking for its first ACC win. They did have a 9-point lead at the half, looked really good actually down at Miami on mm-hmm. Saturday afternoon. But they end up losing 80 to 73. The Wolfpack searching for answers especially on the defensive end Joe. All
0: right, so Tar Heels first. You, you called Indiana, you called Virginia Tech scheduled losses. Mm-hmm. We, Very predictable. Those are things that you and I can context away. We can well actually all day. Uh, The Indiana loss in the ACC Big Ten Challenge came after a four-overtime cross-country trip to play Indiana on a Wednesday. And then going to Castle right after that and Armando Baycott dealing with some ankle injury and uh, AC sprain, yeah, that's going to lead to, and Virginia Tech's good on the road, that's going to lead to another loss. You get a week off. Armando, that's uh, at home. Armando gets some time to recover as well. And Hubert Davis, I think I read this uh, in Brendan Marks' athletic piece today, that essentially Hubert Davis was able to watch those games and really kind of get an idea of where things are going and how they can adjust, and they did adjust against Georgia Tech. So I- I'm, I'm not going to read too much into Carolina beating the Yellow Jackets. I'm still in the – this is very much like last year's team – Acting like a bubble squad until shown otherwise. Well, the 15 assists show you some progress. Sure, that, sure. that
1: was probably number one but, on Hubert's list.
0: But when I say bubble squad, this was a team, a group last year, that was beating teams that they should beat. Yep. But when they met comparable competition or better yeah. up until they got to
1: that Virginia Tech game on the road, that's really what kind of sparked them.
0: So that, that, that would be where I'm at with the Tar Heels with obvious room to grow. As far as the Wolfpack is concerned, I mean, right now everybody's upset. They're not obsessed with the team or what they can do to get better. Unfortunately for NC State, everybody's checking out, and that was the that was the concern for the Wolfpack, for understandable reasons of bringing Kevin Keats back. The nature of college basketball, where you can go into the portal, you can improve. They made changes on the coaching staff, but I understood. That unless they came out rip-roaring this season... Yeah, the Kansas game was big. ...that people were going to be mostly checked out when and then And you...
1: Pitt loss was maybe even bigger because
0: now you're back at
1: home. They did get those wins over Dayton and Butler mm-hmm. down in the battle for Atlantis. And you're thinking, all right, they, they did make positive changes. The coaching staff overall, you know, if we gave Kevin the truth serum, he would say that was three years too late. Yes. You know, like they need He needed Levi in there long before he got there. Yes. Um... So we'll, we'll see where it goes from here. The problem is the schedule, man, mm-hmm. because, yeah, you might think Louisville's a layup on the 22nd. Buddy. <laughs> Let me hey, explain babe. to you how layups work Ooh. in the world of the Wolf. And then, to Clemp, they never beat Brownell. And Duke at home, VT away, Miami back here. So – I'm telling you, it might get darker before it gets brighter.
0: Opportunities are going to run dry for this Wolfpack team. That's what these past two ACC games were about, especially that home game against yes. Pitt. Losing at Miami, that probably softens the blow if they had beaten Pitt. But now starting out 0-2, people want to bring out Kevin Keats' overall ACC record going back to last season. I think it's, what, now 4-20? and That would be my concern. That Louisville game on the 22nd at PNC Arena, which I'm planning to go to, might not be anybody there. Next up. Number two. Is Tom Brady done? Or is this just the latest iteration of he still has something left in him to get far enough, as in this case, the playoffs. You pat him on the head for making lemonade out of lemons this season, and he goes on his merry way into retirement, into the Fox booth, I
1: guess. I'll believe his retirement when I see it. Well, that but... That was last year he retired. Yeah, well, and we were saying, supposed to believe it. I'll now believe his retirement when I see it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they had he has the big comeback against the Saints, and we both said at the time, take some deep breaths because the Saints are really bad. Mm-hmm. Now, Tommy can still run a two-minute drill, so let's not shortchange him that. Come back against one of the top defenses in the NFL, though, and they were stuck in neutral the whole game, completely outclassed. I know it's not cool to say that Todd Bowles can't coach, but the truth of the matter is Todd Bowles can't coach, and they're in a losing situation down well, in Tampa.
0: There's a, there's a coaching issue for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and there's also a personnel issue. Yeah, no it. doubt. They are a husk of themselves, yeah. and Tom Brady is feeling the effects of that. Is that to say that Tom Brady can't join another team that actually is well, in that's, a better position? That's what I'm saying. With we'll, the retirement we'll see thing. what happens
1: with this retirement. Is he going to go back to – Belichick, I can't believe that. Would well, San he, Francisco, he go out to San Fran, and win that thing with the Niners. Now you talk about a storybook ending. Oh my gosh! Not that he
0: needs one. Oh, well, he wants another one. I yeah. mean that that could that could be it. And there was a lot of speculation that with the way that Tom Brady was talking about this homecoming in San Francisco that he was setting the table, given that the San Francisco 49ers quarterback situation has blown up completely. Props to Brock Purdy for being the story of this week of yeah. football. But if they have an opportunity to get Tom Brady, they'll they'll try to give that a go. Anyway, here's Brady on losing to the 49ers. It's a good football team. You know, they're good. They played well today. Uh, Brock played really well. Um, they made a bunch of plays um, offensively and defensively in special teams. And we didn't make many offensively. We didn't make many defensively. We didn't make many on special teams. So, you know, you win because you make plays. You keep them from making plays. But they make plays and keep you from making plays. You know, you you lose by, you know, twenty eight points.
1: Very bizdalic of him. <laughs> yeah. Very you much win so. by making plays, you stop them from making plays, you don't da, 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 Tommy. Tommy. I hope that's not the Fox analysis that's ahead of us. <laughs>
0: let's uh <laughs> let's get to the top story of the day.
1: The number one story of the day. We're
0: number one. We're number one. Well, if the if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't come back from a 16-3 deficit to the New Orleans Saints last Monday night, the Carolina Panthers would be in a four-way tie for the NFC South at 5-8. But right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 6-7, but not in control of their destiny. It's actually the Carolina Panthers. We'll explain how they can make this happen next. Check us out on YouTube. All you got to do is look up 999 the fan on YouTube. Smash that subscribe button. You'll also check out the Best of the OG podcast. So I mentioned it, had the Buccaneers not come back on the New Orleans Saints last Monday night, there would be a four-way tie for the NFC South lead. True coastal chaos. I mean, unbelievable. Something that you and I had predicted. And all, all you needed out of the Panthers was some level of competent coaching and play. They didn't get that with Matt Rule. That's why he got fired. But now they got Steve Wilkes, And after the win against the Seattle Seahawks, now the Carolina Panthers are the ones. A game behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, thanks to the loss to the San Francisco 49ers. They are the team. That controls their own destiny. Panthers have won three of their last four. They're four and four under interim coach Steve Wilkes, with games remaining against the Steelers, the Lions, the Bucks, and the Saints. The Steelers have been interesting to say the least. The Lions are hot right now. We know that the Bucks are a dumpster fire and the Saints are, well, the Saints. So it's there for the Carolina Panthers. It's there for them. Feels like two and two to me, but but two and two might get it done. I don't think it will, because then you look at the Bucks. But that's the thing that, and that's the part. This is if, if there's any takeaway from today's show, for the audience, is that we get so laser focused on whether or not your team is good, right? That you tend to forget that the other teams are bad as well. How else can you explain the NFC South? So we almost kind of college football playoff. This we're like, well, I mean, you know, this if all the favorites win, but they're not. I right. mean, the Buccaneers. It's Carolina Panthers already beat the Buccaneers this season, right? It's entirely possible they can do it again, given how bad the Buccaneers have looked and how the Panthers seem to be somewhat surging. The Panthers would like that Falcons game back, obviously, but that's neither here nor there. They can make this happen, and all you got to do is believe. And coming off that off the win against the Seattle Seahawks, they certainly buy that. You know, Brian Burns with Vashti Hurt Carolina Blitz talking about four games to win.
1: We got. It. Four more I mean, games that like we need to win. You know what I mean? To line. to do this, to, I mean, to complete to this, test, it's yeah. gonna be a great story.
0: What's the story gonna be?
1: What's the story gonna be? The time to tell. We, we've but been through it. I know also,
0: the plan. Just... There you go. They know the plan. They know what they got to do. And you mentioned this earlier, Julio, with Steve Wilkes, the interim head coach. Something seems to be resonating with them. And while yesterday's game wasn't perfect, like the Ben McAdoo decisions to throw the ball four times on a fourth and goal or you know, in their goal line series, that one's still a bit of a head-scratcher, but they learned. They ran the damn ball after that, and they ended up scoring a touchdown. So for me, right now, the Carolina Panthers have brought me back in, and this upsets some people. Not that I'm back in. It upsets some people that the Panthers aren't tanking. And this is where we have to remind everybody, you might want to tank. Heck, the owner might want to tank but the coaches and the players do not want to tank. And Steve Wilkes actually addressed that uh, as he described a thrilling and emotional win against the Seahawks.
1: Everything that, you know, we've gone through, they've gone through with the different, you know, coaching changes, you know, getting rid of players, the the organization trying to tank it, you know, all those different things. And to see how those guys respond and came out and played today, it is pretty uh, uh, thrilling and emotional, yes.
0: So that's Steve Wilkes the head coach or the interim head coach for the Carolina Panthers, which gets to the other takeaway from last night's win. What do you do with Steve Wilkes? Do you remove the interim tag? After last night, I've read columns, I've seen tweets, I've seen opinions that, yep, it's time to give Steve Wilkes the job. David Tepper is the wild card here. At the very least, I want David Tepper to have to make a hard decision. He, he kind of set the tone during the Matt Rule press conference that he'd have to do this exceptional job. I would like for David Tepper to get back on the podium and say that Steve Wilkes has not done an exceptional job given the circumstances as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Please tell me where he didn't do an exceptional job and why he does not get the job. I fear that he won't get the job because David, David Tepper seems like the shiny object guy. He's going to go get the QB shaman. He's going to go get himself a Nathaniel Hackett who two weeks into the season, you find out, oh, man, you don't know how to run a clock. I thought I got rid of the last guy who didn't know how to run a clock. Sometimes, Joe, you got to give the job to the guy who wants the job. I was going to say, you could
1: probably have the best of both worlds here. You probably can. The players obviously respond to Steve Wilkes, and Steve Wilkes obviously cares about this franchise going back to his time as the assistant under Ron Rivera. So you have a guy who, to your point, wants to be here. Now he's on the defensive side of the ball. But he's also a guy that can motivate and get a group going. Coaches don't all have to be Mike McDaniel. You can hire somebody to call plays. And that's where I think the Panthers can make the right move here. And that is you keep Wilkes. you hire He hires somebody he trusts to call the plays. And by the way, right now they'd still have the number nine pick in the draft. And if you want to go through all the teams who'd be in front of them, they would still probably get one of the three best quarterbacks coming out next year in the draft. So you can have your cake and eat it too. They can also make the playoffs, and then you never know what's going to happen, particularly in that NFC. The longer you stay away from the Eagles, the better off you're going to be in the NFC. Mm -hmm. The longer you stay away from the 49ers, the better off you're going to be in the NFC. It's the OG.
0: Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Ovias. If you missed anything from today's show, check it out on the Best of the OG Podcast. Apple, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Five stars only. Positive vibes only. Check us out on YouTube as well. Look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the likes. Leave insane comments. We want it all because it gets the people going. All right. So why are you being petty? Do you list, have more? I want to give you this list. Give me the. This is a great list. list. Give me I, a list.
1: I, I thought about this this morning when we were. I was tweeting with the Virginia fans who, rightfully, want to defend the honor of Tony Bennett, their mm-hmm. coach, right? And I was thinking about it. You know. What did Mike Young do last year in Brooklyn when he beat Duke and he beat Carolina? Like, how often does that really happen? Where, it, it, r- rarely. And, and rarely actually, happens. actually, when you look at it, if a team's not named Duke or Carolina since 81, mm-hmm. it has happened eight times, which is a lot, in my opinion. So Mike Young did it. Mike Bray did it at Notre Dame in 15. Jimmy L., your guy, La Rasa, did it in 12. Little Davey Odom in 95. Bobby Kremins did it twice. And Jimmy V did it, and so did Lefty Gazzell. Okay, what coach didn't I name you, who you won the ACC tournament three times? You didn't mention.
0: Yeah, you did. You didn't mention my,
1: my big hangout with Tony Bennett is now he does have a mastery over Carolina right now. Let's let's, sure, put that, let's make that clear. He does. He kind of sort of struggles though with dude. Kind of sort of.
0: Well, I mean, I think because we're having, okay. wait,
1: wait, 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 what wait, happened? wait, 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 what? when you when you actually play really really what good happened? teams, what happened? And your little cockamamie scheme doesn't really work against super ultra talented teams. We, let's, weird. Let's so weird.
0: Odd. Lay down on the. So couch. So crazy how that happened. Lay down on the couch. What happened this weekend? Let's talk. Okay. Why? Why are you on? Why are you? Who are you? What's going G- on? Jeff here?
1: Goodman merely tweeted about the success of Virginia Tech. Yeah. Roster construction, good guards. Mm-hmm. Justin Mutz. They have this great transfer. By the way, have unheralded they, transfer Grant Basile.
0: Has Wofford put up an ACC tournament title abso- banner yet?
1: They are absolutely entitled they, to one. They should, <laughs> based on what happened last year. But anyway, okay. So
0: Goodman's given props to Virginia Tech because they deserve
1: it. And then he says, and Mike Young is an elite coach. And I'm like, yeah. Honestly, I swear to you, I was not trolling anyone. I have a history with Virginia fans. I get that part of this. But it, I just, it was just like an auto retweet to me where I added <laughs> Mike Young. Now that you know, now that kay is gone, in my opinion, Mike Young is the best coach in the ACC. My opinion, that's
0: it. Well, okay.
1: So You're, I had you, forgot. Mm. I see. I forgot about Virginia fans. And, and, and in fairness, now, in fairness, Virginia has eaten a lot of crap sandwiches from Carolina and Duke. Yeah. In the last 50, 60 years. Yeah. Okay. So they have every right now that Kay's gone, Roy's gone, Dean's gone. They have every right to stand on the top of the box and say, you know what? Not only are we the best program in the ACC, we have the best coach in the ACC.
0: Well, you just hit on it there, and I think there's two separate conversations. I feel like I'm having a flashback to September when App State was having a month to remember, okay? I think we can discern the difference between best program versus best coach. Could we not? I mean— It also could be your interpretation, too, no? Well, I think think there's a distinction here. I think what Tony Bennett's been able to do at Virginia is incredible. Yes. As you like to say, he's built the better mousetrap at Virginia. You can't compete with Duke and Carolina like pure skill level skill, you know, five-star recruits, blah, 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 blah. So how do you do it? Well, you got to be a little bit different. And it's worked, okay? It's absolutely worked. And I've seen some bonkers great games between Virginia and Carolina, Virginia and Duke. Because of the way that they've built that program. And I don't mean this in a disparaging way to Tony Bennett or Virginia, but in an alternate reality, Herb Sendek is Tony Bennett. Okay, Because he knew, if I'm going to beat Duke and Carolina, i got to do it a different way. He didn't, and he moved on. But Tony Bennett has. And that's a credit to him as a program builder. And he's got his thing, and it's been successful. Hell, it won him a championship. But that doesn't necessarily mean that if I got to round up five dudes that I'm going to pick him as my guy. Mike Young might be the guy that I say, hey, I got these five randos that I need to win a basketball game. Can you do it? I'm going to like my chances with Mike Young. Is that what you're getting at? That is the Gary Williams death rolls. Mike Young is the new Gary Williams. That makes sense. I don't see how that's insulting to Tony Bennett.
1: I didn't mean it that way initially. Well,
0: you know how the true believers are with Tony Uh, Bennett, man. True believers. Tony Bennett. uh,
1: Let's not disparage our who's, though, because they are our who's this year.
0: Ah, Kiss of death who's (laughs) kiss of death.